Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast, Thought or Thought. This is episode three, uh, and this time we're going to be talking about whether movies should be played in class, and our claim is movies played in class are educational and a productive use of time. Thought or Thought. The reason we wanted to do this topic is because lots of times movies are like played in class and they're not just played as a filler, you know, when you have a substitute teacher, but they're legitimately used as a teaching tool to help students learn. And so we want to talk about like, is this just a waste of time or are students actually learning when teachers just play a movie? This week my host is going to be Kirsten Larkin and the reason Kirsten and I are working together on this is because I've taken a lot of IB classes and a lot of the same sort of academic classes with similar teachers where Kirsten's taken more AP classes and just different classes so we can both testify to all of the classes that are held at our school and hopefully this is applicable for whatever school you go to as well. First off, just thank you so much Kirsten for joining me to do this podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's it's an honor to be able to be on your podcast today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here to do this. So first off, I just want to talk about kind of how movies are used in each kind of subject of class and what we think the pros and cons are. So first off, I think it would be like social studies, like your history or your government classes. What do you think are like some pros that showing movies in those classes have? I would say that showing movies in those types of classes can be very useful because it allows the students to take a step step back into time and see what a different time period would be like. When you're reading from, say, like a book or a news article, you don't really get the full like environment and culture that was surrounding the world at that time period. So it's really nice to be able to kind of step back into that and look at it through a movie and that makes it a lot clearer and it allows them to learn faster. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we get just so stuck in the facts and the dates and all of the data that history is. Like we forget the story that it is and being able to watch a movie really immerses you in what was going on. Same for like social studies classes like government, you get to see Yes. Like the whys behind and it gives emotion to your facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say one con to this would be that a lot of times nowadays the movie industry will dramatize some of the events that have happened or some of the events are played dumbed down a little bit so, so as to be acceptable for the viewers. So you have to take that into account when you're showing the movie to your class. Absolutely. Movies always take liberties. They put events out of order just for the drama. I think one really important part though like in history class is to know that you don't have to show the whole movie. Like yes. If you want to demonstrate that this is what the Gettysburg battle looked like then just show that part of the movie. You know what I mean? Actually I had a history teacher last year, my AP history teacher, He only showed us like five minute uh, movie clips from like certain movies and he got his point across. He was able to use other means of uh, teaching us and we were able to learn a lot faster because we weren't watching full length movies all the time. So I agree with that. So I think that we can agree that as long as movies are used correctly and as long as we identify where movies take liberties and falsify facts, they're really valuable in our history and in our social studies classes. 
but what about when they're used in foreign language classes? And for example, I want to use Spanish because I know you've taken a couple Spanish classes. Yes. I'm on my sixth Spanish class. So how do movies help or hinder your ability to learn Spanish? I would say that since I've only taken two Spanish classes, none of the movies that we uh, watched <laughs> helped me learn Spanish. I would say it, would, it helps uh, with learning culture, um, learning about just like uh, the Day of the Dead and Cinco de Mayo, things like that. It helps with that. Other than that, pretty much no, because you can't really watch movies in Spanish when you're, you don't know the language Absolutely, well. but I would argue that an important part of learning a language is knowing the culture, because if you don't know the culture, what's the point of learning the language, you know what I mean? Like, if you're never going to go there, you're never going to use it, uh, mm. there's no point in learning it. So I think it's important that movies are used because I think they're one of the cheapest ways, especially yes. in an education system with very little funding, very true. that you can give students a window into other cultures. Yes, that's true. I know I can speak to the fact that in Spanish 4 and Spanish 5, we watched a lot of movies that were in Spanish. And it's really important because I think watching movies and watching TV shows in Spanish mm -hmm. has helped me learn to pick up the language when I hear it, other people using it in conversation or when I take my tests. And it does it in like kind of a more fun and interesting way. Yeah especially because you can play the movies and you can have English subtitles, but then the kids are still listening to the Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it's just so valuable to hear those conversations. Yeah, that's an, that's an excellent point. And I think that's very true. Once you get into um, harder classes, yeah, you're able to watch things in the actual language. And they actually make sense. But is it a valuable use of class time? I think it's still a solid argument. Like, is That's it the true. best way for you to learn Spanish during class? I think that in some ways it can be, as long as you aren't watching movies like every week. Um, if you watch a few movies, that usually like tends to help because if if you're not listening to other people speaking the language and you're not like in movies you're trying to follow a certain plot so you have to like be listening to what they're saying in order to understand what's going on in that movie and so that can help kind of develop some some uh, or further your skills with yeah. the language. Yeah. I really like the way that my Spanish teacher um, Miss Pena does it because she requires all of her students in Spanish 5 to spend three hours, I believe, every two weeks, practicing Spanish outside of class. Mm -hmm. That could be reading in Spanish, but she really encourages that it's either having a conversation in Spanish, because that's the best way to learn a language is speaking and listening, yes. or at least like watching movies and being able to hear it outside of class. And so I've watched like lots of Netflix shows that happen in Spanish that are set in Spain or in Mexico or in all of these different places. and. By watching those, I'm able to immerse myself in the culture on my own, and I'm able to learn the language. So I think it's like really useful to use as an assignment outside of class because I can pursue my own interests, mm -hmm. and we're still using time in class to do the things that I need the teacher's help for, which is yes. what class is for. That's true. So I want to transition from like our languages and our social studies for a second into more of the science. 
sort of based subjects. Mm -hmm. So what sort of movies have you watched in the science classes you've taken and what science classes have you taken? I have taken three science classes, um, chemistry, biology, and human physiology. And in all three of the classes, I feel like the movies that were shown to us by our teachers or by my teacher um, were very useful for what we were talking about at the time. Um, specifically in human phys, I had uh, Mrs. Rob, and she did a really good job of finding movies that would help us learn about a certain system in the human body. And it helped to kind of enhance our learning experience and teach us things that maybe she would have forgotten or maybe we missed in class that uh, on the movie we didn't miss. Things like that, it really helped us. Like reinforces the ideas yeah. you already introduced to? Basically. So. I, I love that. One idea I want to talk about with that though is uh, tutorials oh, and like, yeah. you know, the videos of teachers teaching a subject. I think there's a good way for them to be used and I think oftentimes they're used in science and math classes. And then I think there's kind of a terrible way for them to be used. That's true. I mean, the good way is like teacher teaches subject in class, they're teaching derivatives and AP Calc, and then they assign that you watch this derivatives video at home. Derivatives can be a really difficult concept to wrap your mind around. So then you watch the teacher in class, you took your notes, you go home with your homework, and you're required to watch this video, and you watch a different teacher teach it a different way. And it helps you wrap your head around the subject. That's the good way. The bad way is the teacher sits in class, plays the video on derivatives, and then says, go home with your homework. The teacher never actually taught. They just played a video of another teacher teaching. I can find videos on YouTube. Like, I have 100% capability to search on YouTube. I don't need a teacher to do it for me. If you're there in class, you should be there to teach. That's, that's completely true. That's the teacher's job. They should not rely on anyone or anything else to do their job. Absolutely. So when tutorials and when videos of teachers teaching are used in place of the teacher's job, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's a more productive way to use class time than if you just had to read out of the textbook and teach yes. yourself. But it's still not the right way they should be doing No, hopefully job. a teacher would be able to teach all yes. on their own. I would also say that another con to some science uh, science movies would be um, they can sometimes be boring or hard to follow. And <laughs> everyone's had an experience where they've been sitting in, well, any class I'm sure, but specifically like a science or math class and they're supposed to be watching a video and taking notes and they fall asleep. Oh, it's just so relaxing. <laughs> nothing. Like, and usually it's because none of what is in the video or, or the information that is being presented to them makes any sense at all or is actually a productive yeah. use of class time. So that's another argument. So there can be movies that have been shown that aren't as interesting. So I would say that with uh, science at least, the videos that are being presented to the class should be able to be at least somewhat engaging. There has to be a balance between engaging though and useful for class. Yes. Because I remember in chemistry we watched this video and it was about like all these different chemical and poisons throughout history that people yeah. did. And it was kind of very historical based but also chemistry based with all of the yeah. poisons. And I, so I remember that. Absolutely. I think everybody that's taken Ms. Zinn's class watched yeah. this video and 
to some extent, I think it helped me because I will never forget after watching that documentary about the girl that lost her jaw to radium, oh, yeah. that radium is radioactive and poisonous. Like, that's ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's not something that was important to know yeah. for me to pass the class. So it's not useful. There's really that discussion, like, was it a productive use of time or... I would say no. I just remember, like, during that entire video, it was very haunting and it gave me nightmares. For it was very a few uncomfortable. Days. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, it was interesting, it was engaging, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that radium's radioactive. <laughs> nope. But I probably could have learned that radium was radioactive without spending 90 minutes or yeah. two hours watching that video. It's like two or three days. Yeah. So. yeah With 90 definitely. minute class periods. So I would say that oftentimes in science or in math, the best way to go is to just teach. Like, you don't need the videos unless you're assigning them for homework. Yeah. Which goes back to our discussion on Spanish. Assigning videos for homework can be a great idea, but they're not always a good use of time in class. Yes. Okay, so next let's talk about a subject where we watch movies a lot, I feel like. And that's English class, like where you're learning about literature and stuff. Uh, just like, what's your take on this, Kirsten? I would say that mu- movies. movies can be very useful in English class because they allow you to take a book and take the film version of basically that book and make com- uh, comparisons and take some other information. Oh. I feel like comparing books and movies Like, that belongs in the second grade. It's quite easy to spot the difference. That's true. When a movie takes liberties and has to do things differently because you only have, like, what, two and a half hours to demonstrate an entire book, you can't Mm -hmm. do the same depth in that time. That's very true. But pointing out those differences was something we could do when we were, like, 10 years old, 8 years old. Why are we talking about it now as, like, seniors in high school? That's a good question. I would say that some of it is still relevant just because there's always room for improving skills um but maybe the way that teachers approach the compare and contrast could be a little different maybe it could help to expand our minds a little bit more than it than what they're currently doing does that make sense in what ways do they help expand our minds i would say that Well, is there really uh, any way that you can <laughs> do anything besides compare and contrast? That's a good argument that you have because honestly, I don't think I've ever really learned anything new from like a movie like or the book. Like it's all pretty much the same. You'd- I would I would even make the argument that watching the movie even after you've read the book, but especially before ruins your own ability to comprehend the book. I think that a large part of reading true. is the reader brings their own like preconceptions and their own ideas and their own experiences and then they read what the author's presented and it's the mix of the two yeah. that like you create the imagery in your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the movie, then you're seeing one possible representation of yeah. the literature and that will be the only representation you're ever able to see so you can never fully comprehend it on your own it becomes almost a crutch i think yeah. or it just it doesn't allow you to create your own ideas with the literature which i think is a huge loss that's very true because that usually after you watch the movie it 
can taint your views of like certain characters or certain like events that may happen in the book that you maybe thought were a certain way and then it turns out well in somebody else's mind they're slightly different and maybe you don't agree with that maybe it changes your opinion about that piece of literature but I feel like movies are so blunt comparatively Mm-hmm. with the like movies aren't blunt but compared to the complexity that you can have in a piece of literature you once something's presented a certain way in a movie you can't argue on what, what imagery is right actually happening mm-hmm. in the book or what's happening in the book and so it's just so important i do think the one place that movies are really helpful is plays yes that's true we read shakespeare in class we read one of shakespeare's we read hamlet and then we watched this movie that was the Hamlet play, like word for word. Mm-hmm. And for me, it helped because so much of Shakespeare's wording is very old fashioned and kind of difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so much easier to understand once I saw an actor actually acting it out because he has so many like fantastical scenes and just weird quirky stuff that goes on and so much easier to see on stage. That's true talking about plays I know that you have taken some theater classes so can you talk about movies played in theater class yes um so there are some pros and cons to watching a movie or maybe even just a scene from a movie or a play in a theater class a pro would be that it tends to help the actor learn through like osmosis when you watch something that somebody else has performed, it helps you to kind of understand kind of what you're supposed to be doing in maybe a certain role or a certain type of play or acting. Like there are different types of acting and different types of plays that require different types of acting. When you watch clips from those plays, you tend to be able to kind of have a better understanding of how you're supposed to portray a certain character and that can help. The only con to this would be that um, it makes it harder for that that respective actor to portray their character that they're given because you've seen somebody else do that character and so in your mind you want to do everything that they're doing exactly the way that they're doing it. But and you're not the same actor. Yeah, you're so not. You can't do it the same you way. You can't. And the same way with, like, if you're trying to perform, like, a song that somebody else has sung, you don't always want to do it exactly how they're doing it. You don't want your inflections to be where their inflections are, or you don't want to breathe, breathe at the same time that they breathe. You want to make sure that you make it your own. So that would be a con to watching somebody else, because you then have to kind of think about, okay, how can I make this my own? And that can sometimes take a little bit of work so yeah kind of like similar to the literature in English class you have to bring yourself to the performance as well yeah and sometimes watching a movie and seeing somebody else portray the ideas whether it's um, something you're going to perform in theater or just something you're reading and analyzing in English class it can ruin your own ability to present your own ideas and bring yourself forward in the subject yes Okay, so we've made some very valid points in this podcast, but before we close, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think that it's okay for teachers to have days where they're just kind of like, okay guys, um, 
we're just gonna have a brain break today. We're just gonna watch like Ariel and call it a day. Do you think it's okay for teachers to show non-educational movies in class? I feel like my opinion on this sort of thing has changed because when I started high school, I'd be like, like absolutely, I want to spend as much time doing nothing in class as I can. <laughs> but now, like, I'm working, I've got so much stuff going on, and I'm sure a bunch of seniors feel the same way. I'm balancing, like, schoolwork yeah. and job and college applications, and it's like, I have so much going on. I come to school to learn. And I don't, I don't even come to school that often right now. I miss so many days of school. So it's like when I'm here, I want it to be a productive use of time. Yeah. If I wanted to watch an aerial movie, then I'd play hooky and I'd stay at home. And so personally, I would say like, no, I don't find that acceptable in my classes because yeah. I want to spend all the time I'm here being productive. So at least if you don't want to do something productive in class, like I get it, we have those days but at least like give me a computer and allow me to get work done yeah. because a movie is just too distracting for me to be productive. So I don't feel like that's productive um, like a study hall is. But like I said, when I was a freshman, when I was a sophomore, I was taking a lot easier classes, had a lot less going on. I love watching movies during class. And so it really depends on what the students in the class need and whether they need a study hall or whether they really just need to watch a movie for 90 minutes. That's true. That's a good point. I would also say that it does depend on the environment of the class, who's in the class, because there have been classes that I've been in where I've been super excited to just watch a movie because my classmates are not not intelligent, just difficult. not the bright. Yeah, they're difficult to deal with sometimes, and sometimes I just need a mental break because I can't handle their comments. <laughs> But then there are other times when we've, I've been in a class that I genuinely like care about and I really want to know more about that subject and we take a break and I'm just kind of like, well, what do I do for today? I, I mean, I guess I can do homework, but I can't really focus while there's movies like going, so it's not very useful. Exactly. I don't think it's a productive use of time, but I do think sometimes like it's acceptable. Yeah. Especially like, you know, those... Fridays of homecoming week like those oh, are the worst yes. days to give tests like I'd rather have watched Moana or something than take a test in fifth hour right before that's definitely true yes. because nobody's going to be productive so really depends on your environment depends on what's going on yep okay so now we need to come to our conclusions so we're going to spell out whether you think the claim Movies played in class are educational and a productive use of time overall, including all the classes we talked about, whether that is a thought or thought. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. T, T H, H, O, U. T oh! <laughs> Okay, so G-U-T. So Kirsten thinks that movies played in class are a valid T-H-O-U-G-H-T thought, but I think that movies played in class uh, are not educational, not a productive use of time. So I want you to explain kind of your ideas real quick. I would say that I agree with some of your claim. I would say that certain movies, yeah, they're useless in class. But for me personally, this is kind of a personal thing. I've experienced 
like I've had more good experiences with movies in class and like it being incorporating to in our teaching instead of like bad experiences and like it being useless so it's kind of just like a personal preference do you have anything to add to that yeah um I disagree with the claim I think it's a t-h-o-t thought because I feel like like yes you can play movie clips in class but that's not the same as a movie yeah and so I think most of the time like when you talk about the classes that movies are most valuable in I think that's like your Spanish class or your science classes when you're watching tutorials outside of class and I think those things best happen outside of class I don't think it's a productive use of time in class because I think that's the time that you need to be able to interact with the teacher you need the teaching going on yeah and so I don't yeah. think movies played in class are productive. Well, and I think the nice thing about this is that not everyone has to agree on this because everybody's uh, experience in learning is different and everybody's like educational journey will be different and the way people learn is different. So in the end, it's gonna be your specific opinion. Well, Kirsten, this has been quite a pleasure. I'm kind of glad we disagreed because I think that is kind of a really cool way to do this podcast. And thank you so much for doing this with me and helping me come up with the idea for this episode. Yes, thank you for having me. It was great to be able to talk about something that is really random, honestly. And yeah, it it was a good experience. So thank you. Thank you again to Kirsten Larkin for recording this podcast with me and helping author it with me. Thank you to the people at Anchor where I record my podcast. If you'd like to leave us any commentaries, audio clips for us to use in future episodes, just go ahead and download the Anchor app and listen to Thought or Thought on there. You can also listen to Thought or Thought on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you later.